Hi, everyone. I'm Josh Lagard, back with the On Growth podcast. Today, we are talking to Anna Freyberg with the Bay of Quinty Regional Marketing Board. She's been helping them run giveaways to promote tourism to the Bay of Quinty, which is located in southeastern Ontario. Hi, Anna. Thanks for joining us today. Hi. Thanks so much for having me. Before we get into what specifically you're doing, tell us a little bit about yourself. Do you have a marketing background? Yeah, so I don't actually have a marketing degree. I went to university for global development studies, which is very unrelated, but somewhat related, understanding real like political relations in the world. And then I didn't totally know what I wanted to do. So I came back home. We have a college in my hometown and took public relations. And that was just like a post-grad certificate. And that really opened my eyes to the communications world. Um, so I actually worked a few communications roles, uh, both municipal, like with the government and with private organizations too. And that involves some marketing as well. And I worked in a tourism position, which then led me to this job where we're an organization that markets tourism and resident attraction. Could you tell everyone a bit about what is the Bay of Quinty area? What's so great about it? Like just give this feel here uh, for people. Yeah, Bay of Quinty region. So we have an actual bay that's called the Bay of Quinty. And our region encompasses four municipalities and the First Nations community that are around the bay here. And we're located in southeastern Ontario, about two hours east of Toronto, three hours west of Montreal, bigger hotspots. And our region is a mix of both urban and rural. We do have some city centers, although they're they're not big cities like Toronto, for example. Um, But you have some of those urban amenities you might be looking for if you're used to being your city, but a lot of rural attractions, lots of agritourism is a big thing in our region, lots of outdoor spaces, green spaces like parks and trails to enjoy, uh, provincial parks with beaches, conservation areas, lots of stuff like that. And so our organization is, we're a nonprofit organization. It's a public-private partnership, and we market the region for both tourism attraction and residents. Very cool. See, your organization's job then is to promote and build an audience for tourism to get people to come to the area and to enjoy different businesses in the area. So you're both promoting the region as well as promoting things to do in the region, as well as responsible for helping promote some of the businesses in the region. Yeah. So we're all working towards this common goal of trying to increase tourism. Like tourism is a huge economic driver just about anywhere, mm-hmm. actually, um, especially mm-hmm. in our region. We're always staying in the loop on what they're doing, what's new, like what are the great restaurants to some people too? What's mm-hmm. What are some special events going on? Um, so we work with these stakeholders to help promote what they're doing and increase mm-hmm. that awareness. I love the simple giveaways you guys have been doing. And one of the things we also talked about before we hit record is you guys are running these giveaways to promote different things in the area. So like one was like a beach pass giveaway. I think you've done some giveaways for a night stay at different places in the area. How are you choosing the items that you're giving away? Yeah, so it all comes down to what our goals are. So the first one we've run in the time that I've been here was a big one. It was win a $1,000 getaway to the Bay of Quinty region. So mm-hmm. the winner got to have, it was a minimum two-night stay, and then whatever else is left from that $1,000, they get to choose gift cards to local shops, restaurants. So we're encouraging that local spending when they come here. And so one of the things that we do within our marketing is we do a lot of omni-channel marketing and we have an always-on campaign. So we have a set of ads that are always running and these are targeting people outside the region to come Mm -hmm. here. And this one we ran, when did we start? We started that in March. So that was older season before it gets busy to create awareness of our region. 
And this was targeting people like Toronto, Ottawa, sort of within this couple hour radius. It's close enough they can come for a weekend or whatever. And so anyway, so that, so we promoted that giveaway a lot through, I won't get into too much because you're probably going to ask me more about how we promote them, but that one was really cool because it's promoting our region and we have this great prize pack. So it's, it was a big ticket item where the timing was right to be able to do something like that. And we got close to 3000 leads on that, which is pretty cool. The beach day giveaway you mentioned, that one was a little different and sort of just like a local awareness campaign. A lot of people within the region. So because we're doing the tourism and resident attraction and a lot Mm -hmm. of it, we have a huge local audience. Like a lot of our followers Mm -hmm. on social media are actually local. And this has just been a result of building up this sort of pride in where they live. And so that one, we thought we have this great beach. Let's just run this fun, simple giveaway. It was really low cost to us. Like a beach pass is $21. So we gave one away every week for eight weeks. And then third one we've done in the time I've been here, we have a winery who's a partner. They had a very well-known Canadian author coming in for an event and they were looking for a way to promote it. So that's a good example of how we work with our stakeholders. Um, We were able to create this giveaway and, you know, created more awareness of the event that's coming up. Um, But we're also able to capture email leads as well for them, uh, which is pretty cool. So now they have all these people they can add to their email list. I heard you talk about two different types of marketing. One is was like the lo- for more targeted like local residents, like that kind of marketing, and one is like targeting specific regions um, for your marketing. What tools are you using to marketing? So are you using Facebook or Instagram, or where are you primarily spending that marketing effort? Yeah, a lot of it is Facebook and Instagram. We do some other stuff. I'm not involved with this. I can't speak to it quite the same. Mm-hmm. It's my executive director who manages it, but we do stuff through like Rogers Communications as well. You know, so things that are outside of social media. Um, yep. But yeah, Facebook and Instagram are really big for us. We use MailChimp for our newsletters. And through other efforts, we've built up a strong audience. Of course, Kickoff Labs, when we're promoting these giveaways on socials, we're getting people to sign up for newsletters. So we're building the audience. But including it in our newsletters to the audience we already have is really great because we might get some social followers on there as well. We also run third-party ads through like local news sites. We really have a strong audience for our local news sites around here, and they do digital marketing on their websites. So we always have something going on there. For example, like the Beach Day giveaway, we got a lot of engagement on that through their site. So this is something I want to drill into a little bit more because it seems really obvious, but I think some people miss, which is... Obviously, like Facebook and Instagram are big for anybody. They let you guys do, I assume that's where you're doing like the regional, like you're saying people that area and this area, like target that, like these ads and you're being maybe probably more specific than that in terms of your audience, I imagine. But what some people miss when they're doing a local business or a local like promotion is that there's these other channels like local news organizations or like local publications. So if I'm starting from nothing, how do you find these, these different avenues to get people locally? That's a good question. So here, like we're a small community and it's one of those things like everyone knows who the two biggest local news sites are. But if you don't have a contact with them already, well, first of all, I should say, if you don't actually know who they are, do a bit of research and Google <laughs> like lo- local news or news, whatever sort of region you're targeting yeah. and see who those high traffic sites are. And somewhere on their site, they'll have a contact page and whether they have contacts directly to their sales team mm-hmm. or not, just simple reach out and just say, hey, here's who I am. Here's what I'm looking to do. Mm -hmm. And, you know, over time, we've developed strong relationships with our sales reps. And 
how they come up with packages for whatever goals are. They'll tailor a package to that. And it's just as simple as reaching out and they'll be able mm-hmm. to connect you with the person that you need to be connected with. And I assume your organization, because you keep doing it, finds it cost effective to do that as well as the Facebook ads and everything you're doing. They're kind of both complementary yeah. and hitting different audiences. Yeah, exactly. Like some of these people aren't on Facebook or Instagram as much, but mm-hmm. maybe they're checking the news a lot. And the one site we use in particular, there's an ad that pops up before your news article loads and it just shows for mm-hmm. a couple seconds and then it goes away. Um, and they also have them on the homepage. And like the traffic on those sites is just beyond what we get on social media in terms of numbers of um, impressions and clicks. Great. That was my next question is like, how does mm-hmm. that perform and compared to compared to running like social, like a social media ad? Um, but it's like, because yeah. it's more targeted to the region and you're, you're talking about businesses and stuff in the region, it's probably a little bit stronger connection to the audience they have. Yeah. And like I said, like there's a lot of pride in local news around here. Like it, I don't know what other communities are, but it's like, like we, like even local radio where we are is still huge. Like there are people who are very dedicated, like they have their station. They love to listen to it all the time. So mm-hmm. that really helps us when we're trying to reach our local audience, because we know so many people are like devoted to these st- stations and like their websites mm-hmm. for the news as well. Cool. Uh, besides the businesses, do you partner with any other organizations in the area to run promotions or marketing in general? Yeah, it depends on the circumstance for sure. So as I, like I mentioned to you before we got on the call, we work with the different municipalities. And so that also involves like their chamber of commerce, if they have that, their downtown business association. And depending what the goal of the contest is, we might partner with them and have them do something as simple as sharing to help amplify this and share it to their audience, mm-hmm. especially on social media. And there are other times too, like there might be nonprofits that we work with in the region. Mm-hmm. Haven't worked with them on any giveaways yet, so I can't quite speak to that experience, but we're all about connections at our organization and mm-hmm. we're always willing to work with different folks in the community um, if there's mm-hmm. an opportunity. So the other thing I like um, that you guys were doing that you mentioned that I want to call it out for our audience is you've run two different styles of giveaways. Is that the one is like the big prize style giveaway where you're giving away the $1,000 um, and you mentioned that the prize was gift cards and like it was like at local stores, right? Um, yep. And then the other kind was doing like this weekly, uh, this weekly promotions. It seems like you had success running each of those different campaigns, but how do you think about marketing each of those different? Because the one that was the big prize, we also ran it for a very long time. And when I say very long time, I mean like a couple months. I think because that one was such a big ticket item and we're promoting it so heavily, especially on social media too to audiences like Mm -hmm. in different regions outside of ours we also did like the bonus i forget exactly what your term is for it but yep business on facebook bonus entries yeah the bonus entries yeah so even if someone has entered that already they can still go back and do the Mm -hmm. bonus entries this with the beach day giveaway it's like everything's like putting it out on social media just changing the messaging a bit like three more weeks to enter or some Mm -hmm. stuff like that You've talked about your email list a few times uh, during this. You guys manage as well. And a big part of doing this uh, with the giveaways is getting people to sign up for the newsletter. 
during the giveaways, are you using the newsletter as a channel to bring people back to the giveaway, maybe to refer friends or get those bonus entries? Yes. Yeah, we are. Every time we have a giveaway, we put it in the newsletter. And so newsletter signups, like we've really been trying to grow our newsletter audience, um, which Mm -hmm. has been going really well, especially with these giveaways, but maybe they don't follow us on social media. So we also add things like that in there Uh, for the bonus entries. There's still some other Mm -hmm. incentive, but we always put them in the newsletter. Yeah. And then what's like, what else goes in the newsletter? So how people like businesses, Mm -hmm. businesses, especially that are growing a newsletter are always curious, like how often are you sending a newsletter in general content and what type of content are you doing that engagement with? Yeah. So we currently send ours bi-weekly. It seems to be a good, a good timeline that at least for our goals, it, it's not overwhelming. It also relates to my capacity. I just don't have the capacity right now to spend one every <laughs> week. I would love to, um, but bi-weekly uh, seems to be good to get the information out that we want. And I know sometimes people with certain newsletters, people don't want to hear from them constantly. And we go for more of a quality over quantity approach. So the newsletter is usually pretty packed. We include like our recent blog posts. Uh, We work with a lot of travel media and like influencers, so to speak. So sometimes Mm -hmm. if they come in and do something, we'll include their content in our newsletter. Mm -hmm. And if there's a new business that's opened or like a business celebrating a really big anniversary, special events, we like to add these little things. We call them must do in the BOQ. BOQ is Bitcoin. That's our acronym. Mm -hmm. And our branding is really like icon focused. So we'll add little fun elements like that. So anyway, the best thing I can say is a quality over quantity approach. I do love the branding. That was one of the things that stood out for me about the campaigns. I love like the icon iconography, the design. I'm not a professional designer, but I do. I have, when I see a design like that, I'm like, oh, I'm drawn to it. It's playful. It's fun. Um, the brand. Do you, as part of the giveaways, when a giveaway is over and you choose a winner, do you highlight the winner to in any way to the rest of the audience afterwards? Like for the person that won mm-hmm. the grand prize earlier this year, did you like, promote the like, hey, we did have a winner and this is what they did. Like this is like, their story. To use that as like a blog entry or a piece of content. Yeah. I'm actually trying to hear back from her still um, to see if she'd give me a little more about how her trip went. But when she won, we did include that as this is our winner from the contest. So again, and I should mention that thousand dollar getaway, even though, you know, I said we we're targeting that one like outside of the region and a lot of our audience is local. We do, we have built up a good newsletter following our newsletter audience of people who are outside the region. So they might have mm-hmm. come here and visited. Um, so we include a giveaway like that in our newsletter too. And that would have been the best place for us to be like, hey, this is the winner of the contest. Mm. Just so people are, they're not wondering, did they ever pick a winner? Yeah, um, yeah, something no. like, yeah, I was just going to add something like the beach day giveaway, smaller ticket prize and we're giving them away so often that when we didn't announce the winner, but it was just mm-hmm. like we would email a winner every week and the, hey, you won, congratulations sort of thing. Yeah. And I think it's fun to add the winner of oh, such a big prize, like the $1,000 getaway. We do, I should add to that too. We do put something in our rules and regulations about them, like releasing their photo and their name to us. Mm-hmm. So I think that's important too. And obviously if she wasn't comfortable sending us a photo, I wouldn't like really press for that and just be like, hey, Valerie M1, um, something yeah. like that. I think you, you made a good point, which is I think for maybe smaller prizes, if you're doing it on a regular basis, people can assume that you're just, you're doing it as long as you're emailing the winners. But for larger prizes, I think it's good to, for that sense of trust and building the community over time to like, mm-hmm. make sure you're calling out the winner saying, hey, like this was a big prize. We did give it away. This person enjoyed their weekend. 
Um, and if they let you tell their story, then probably even better. It's like mm-hmm. if, they, if eventually you can tell like a bigger shout about what they were doing. How, how else do you guys focus on growing the newsletter besides running the giveaways online? So what other activities are you doing to grow your own? Right now, it's mostly just through social media and our website too. Like we have it in our footer on our website and we're redesigning our site right now too. So it's going to be more obvious, but just a lot of like social media callouts. Like, I don't know, sometimes I'll share the link to the newsletter and say something. I can't think of great wording on the spot, but like something about check out this week's newsletter. Want to get BOQ updates in your inbox, click here to sign up and then mm-hmm. have the link to our sign up page. Do you offer when people like an opt-in bribe for people to sign up beside other than a contest, do you try to say, hey, if you sign up, we give away uh, like coupons or something like a 10% discount at this restaurant or like free dinner? Like, like do you like any sort of opt-in bribes to get people on a newsletter on your site? Not currently. And we're not really in a position to get like discounts like that from restaurants, but although that yeah. is a great idea and we do have, like we have branded t-shirt out could even be something we're actually just thinking about this as we're talking about it. Like maybe I could use kickoff labs and like they sign up for the newsletter and get entered in a draw to win like a Bay of Honey t-shirt or mm-hmm. I don't know, something like that. Um, but yeah. no, short answer, don't, we don't currently do anything like that. That is, that is a common thing. So like your evergreen giveaway uh, that you did would be something like that a lot of if it's a store I mean, you guys are obviously different than like a store but like a singular store will do that at, well they'll take their evergreen giveaway as their opt-in brought for anybody that comes to the website like weekly we're giving away this thing um on a weekly basis but then they'll still run quarterly they might run a larger contest or something every quarter that but the evergreen one is still going as their opt-in bribe so it is something that's it's a fairly common practice um, that we see people using kickoff labs what, what haven't we talked about that you think is something people should hear um, about running uh, about running giveaways and growing their audience in general? Guess, like, just be easygoing with it. Don't stress too much about your first one, and don't think you have to do like a huge thousand dollar prize pack sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Like we saw, so we talked a lot about our beach day giveaway. Basically, they got a day use pass for this provincial park where it has beach and other things to enjoy. That's worth $21. For some people, maybe it is. Prohibits them from being able to go enjoy the beach if the cost is an issue. And others, they're just maybe like $21. Yeah. But I think it was such a simple giveaway and it was really low cost to us and such a low cost item, but we saw a lot of engagement with that. And so I I think it's just really cool to test it out with something small. And even if, especially for a small business maybe like times are tough for small businesses mm-hmm. don't think you have to put out a lot of money and do this big no it could be something really simple but it gets people excited i think that's a really good point and i think that's something that um, we see customers struggling with all the time is picking a prize and they want is this a good enough prize a good enough prize and often my answer is prize that resonates with what your product is or what your audience wants it doesn't necessarily matter the value as much as like that the prize is on brand for what you're doing Right. Yeah, and it's a really good point. And it doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to be like, oh, I'm giving away an iPad that for you guys, it probably wouldn't make sense to like, give away an iPad or something like that for people. Like y- you want to get people excited about your area and about the businesses there and about what they could do. And I think like the same thing goes for like anybody who's got a store or like another type of product that they're selling. Like, no, something related to their product that your audience might want or an accessory or something. It doesn't have to cost much money can be a really exciting thing. It's just, um, and when I tell people all the time, it's like something that just breaks the monotony of a regular newsletter that's just like 
you know, that's just preaching at people, but giving people a chance to engage in some small way is, is can be good enough. And yeah, I, totally. I cut you off because you were about to say something else too. So. No, that's okay. I, I thought of something else. I have trouble with thinking of things on the spot sometimes, but just when you're asking about other tips to grow an audience and I, I live in the world of social media constantly and of course see like do's and don'ts happening. But one, like I said before, people put so much pressure on themselves. If I could give any tips, it would be staying consistent with your messaging, staying on brand. The amount of time people posting like graphics that are all over the place, know your brand and your guidelines and be consistent with that. And also the power of boosting posts and ads. It's pretty low cost for the rewards sometimes, especially if you're just staying within your local market and storytelling. Storytelling is one of the biggest things we do. Like we have an ongoing blog and we're always contributing to that or like even just storytelling through social media posts. And it really gives you that chance to connect with your audience. And especially like small business owners, mm-hmm. you're telling your story and introducing who you are. I think people really underestimate the value of that, mm-hmm. especially on social media. Can you give an example of what you think is a good storytelling post? If somebody's looking for, oh, mm-hmm. I want to get into doing storytelling. Can you give an example of what you guys have done for storytelling? Yeah, I, ours is all over the place. Like we feature local entrepreneurs and we'll have interviews with them and just a simple Q&A. Who are you? What's your business? What do you like about operating your business here in the Bay of Quinney region? What do you like to do in your days off? And that's mm-hmm. a cool question because that often gets them to say like other businesses they like to go support or a conservation area they love to go to. And it's creating that awareness of what's going on. Other things like we'll work with content creators and have it from their perspective. Of, I went here and did this, obviously mm-hmm. more eloquent than that, but telling <laughs> I, I think for tourism marketing specifically, having that like user generated content um, for one or just like that firsthand experience, if you have the capacity mm-hmm. to hire a writer or content creator and have them show their perspective, because we're often, we're always like telling the story from our perspective, being like, we have these mm-hmm. things to go do, but having someone actually go do it and have their photos and write about their personal experience mm-hmm. just makes it that much more dynamic for the audience um, mm-hmm. and just it brings like that element of realness to it as well and mm-hmm. oh this person actually did this thing i want to go recreate mm-hmm. that photo i want to go check out that trail they were talking about i want to go dine on that patio stuff like that do you guys do viral tiktok get it on dance trends and have like your <laughs> office doing doing tiktok dance trends for the region no We've joked about some of them at times. No, we we do have a TikTok. We're not viral though. I think that's a good, that brings me to a good point. To don't feel the pressure to hop on those trends. Like they mm-hmm. can be really great for boosting your audience, but also do what feels true to you and your brand. And we don't really show our faces on mm-hmm. our social media a lot. So it doesn't make sense for us to go do yeah. a dance somewhere. But maybe a small business owner, I don't know what you do. Say you have a clothing store and you do one of those, but you're wearing the clothing. Like maybe that makes sense. But there are other, there are other trends to participate in too, like using Mm -hmm. trending audio, stuff like that. And that helps people discover your videos on TikTok or Instagram reels where Mm -hmm. you don't have to get up and do the dance, but you can still use some of the trends with the transitions and Cool. That's that's great advice, like in terms of staying true to you. And I think it's a good place to end the conversation. Do you have anything else you want to say? No, I think we've covered a lot. It's been great chatting with you. No, this has been a lot of fun. I enjoyed the conversation. Mm-hmm. And uh, oh, and so you guys uh, so plan to use uh, Kickoff Labs in the next year for the next set of contests? Oh, yeah, definitely. We just awesome. need to figure out what's next now. But we're go- going into kind of shoulder season, as we call it. Like summer's a big, big yeah. booming time in tourism. I think a running contest is a great way to 
get that engagement in the slower yep. times. 